1: North you are the gift that keeps on giving, thank you. Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton, and I'm Asia Drain, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture.
2: And today I am joined by none other than WAMU reporter Asia Drain. Asia, hello. Thank you for
1: coming on the show. Hello. So happy to be here.
2: Uh, I'm super excited to hear because you're going to take me on a wild ride through this episode. But before we get into today's main topic, I do have to ask you the question that I ask every single person on this show, which is, what is your first internet memory?
1: I think the first memory I can think of was like in the early 2000s, I would log on to AOL.com. And as a little baby dancer, I liked to dance. And the song I would always look up was "Axel F" by Crazy Frog.
2: Not Crazy Frog. I haven't heard that name in eighty-four years.
1: Yeah, I should. I do a little. You should. I. I think I might
2: need a a refresher of the song. A refresher, actually. Yeah.
1: The way it goes is do 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 Bing, bing, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, I'm not gonna make you suffer anymore. <laughs> that was <laughs> but I would just so
2: yeah. <laughs> good. I feel like I'm in a basketball stadium, like I feel like I'm at a sporting event. That was that was you have a new career in covering you know, songs. It would have
1: been an amazing TikTok song and totally would have gone viral, but I would be absolutely horrified if that got out to the public. So at my <laughs> age back then. <laughs> That is that is so
2: fair. I'm also really glad it's not viral on TikTok because that song would be stuck in my head for a week straight. And I just can't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> and it, it yeah, it does get annoying after a while. But yeah, that was like one of my earliest memories. But reflecting on it, like... I love dancing around, doing little videos and doing things like that. And that was a big part of my childhood. But to be honest, I kind of like that I just have that private for myself, Um, you know, being five, six years old. And I couldn't imagine sharing that part of myself now on the scale that it is right now. It's weird.
2: Yeah, that makes so much sense. I often think I'm so glad I didn't have TikTok readily available when I was growing up. I mean, I would have loved the makeup and hair tips. It would have saved me a lot of pain and strife, but I don't know if it's necessarily worth what is... I don't necessarily know if it's worth the compromise.
1: <laughs> you know, I hear you. Like, my mom wouldn't even let me log on to Club Penguin. Wait, Club Penguin? Like, Club Penguin. What? Like the D- don't get into like her the, logic. Don't Nope. We can't even start.
2: It's, <laughs> it's like what could you possibly have gotten into on Club Penguin? It's just one of those online multiplayer games where you just play puzzles and have penguin avatars. You don't even use real names on Club
1: Penguin. I think she was convinced I could have been a part of a Puffle cult, but I, I nothing I said would have convinced her otherwise. <laughs> I have no words. I have no words. I'm just like, (laughs) Club Penguin? No Club Penguin. No Club Penguin, no Facebook, no Twitter, no nothing. My mother
2: did not let me get MySpace and Facebook, which means that I made my MySpace and Facebook in private.
1: Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Like, I mean, and that's true for strict parents. I feel like, and even not strict parents, there's like a hesitance around it. And like, listen, I have no clue, but, when I think of kids growing up in like the full view of the internet, it does kind of sketch me out just a little bit. Like take Kim and Kanye's daughter, Northwest for example, who I think could be like the reigning queen of TikTok right now. Oh, not her
2: dethroning one of the Demelio sisters or whoever has the most followers on TikTok right now. I
1: truly don't know. I don't know. think it would be that hard so far, but that's just my <laughs> <You> know- opinion. <laughs>
2: You're not, you're not wrong, but she's only like 11, right? Like that's kind of,
1: <laughs> it's kind of young. Rachel, she's nine years old. She's nine years old. She's nine years old. Not even she's 10. She's nine years old. She's mm-hmm. not even in double digits yet. She's not even in double digits. Like, And she's the queen of TikTok? The queen of TikTok or potential queen of TikTok. Cause like, okay. what's kind of funny is that she didn't have a public account right out of the gate, And Kim wasn't even touching TikTok, like, when it was first out, which is surprising because I feel like she has her hands in everything that's on the internet. But now I have, like, a little confession to make. Oh. I might be a Northwest stan now. A Northwest stan? I have... It's on the record. It's here. The people can know. (laughs) These are your confessions. These are my confessions. I might want to listen to Northwest when she posting TikToks because they are the best. You know, like something like that. Watch this. You wow. Know, all that. Not the
2: bars.
1: <laughs> I do have to ask, as a
2: member of the Northwest fandom, do y'all have a name? Is there a name for followers of Northwest?
1: You know, it could be the Northerners or... I heard Kim was calling North, North Northalino. We could be the North Northalinos. Not, no. 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 <laughs> we can do no. that, that. It's not, <laughs> Northerners
2: is hilarious, but that's giving civil war.
1: <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> what if we did like the North Stars? I, I kind of love it. I. Okay. We're trademarking it. Yes. In print. The uh-huh. merchandise is coming. Um, I'm president of the fan club.
2: North Star in chief.
1: <laughs> North Star in chief. Yes. Uh, Me, Asia Drain, North Star-in-Chief, I'm fully prepared. I'm fully prepared. But there's a lot to unpack today.
2: There is, which is why I'm so glad that you're here because I've actually, I think I've only seen one of Northwest TikToks organically just in my feed. So I feel like I'm missing some context besides the major controversies, which is, you know, why you're here today to take me through the timeline of Northwest TikTok presence and importantly how it fits into the larger Kardashian West cultural canon, you know, the Kardashian West industrial complex. Yeah, let's get into it. I'm so excited. We'll be back after a short break. um the thing is if we were to talk about the entirety of the Kardashians internet history I think um me and Asia might be here for conservatively 6 months at yeah. least. Yeah. Even though we have talked about them before on our May 2021 episode called How the Kardashians Broke the Internet and again in February 2022 when we had an episode called Kanye West Needs to Log Off. We are apparently on a yearly Kardashian coverage cycle. Um we are allotted one Kardashian episode per year. So here we are in our yearly Kardashian episode. Please take me through The timeline. Take me to school, Dr. Drain.
1: So on November 25th, 2021, Kim and then eight year old North debuted their public joint TikTok account at Kim and North. And in the bio, it reads, Me and my bestie with account managed by an adult, which for clarification, Kim Kardashian is the adult. In case, you know, you know, in case you missed it, in case you missed it. But you know what's crazy, Rachel? Like when they posted the public account, you give me a guesstimate how many followers they got, like as soon as they posted it.
2: Ooh, I'm going to say between 50,000 and 80,000.
1: Ooh, you gave yourself a wide range. <laughs> I did.
2: I did. That's the trick. You gave yourself a
1: 30,000 <laughs> margin. So not even close. Um, <laughs> nowhere close, which I know is wild. It was way more. It was 113.5 thousand followers. And in that day, they posted 14 videos in like 20 hours. okay.
2: So this wasn't just like I'm starting a TikTok account. This was like Mm-mm. a planned rollout. There is no way you can just film 14 TikToks in 20 hours.
1: Yeah, she had those in her drafts. They were mm-hmm. saved. They were yes. ready to go. It was a mm-hmm. hard launch. It, like
2: the hardest of launches. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that was November of 2021, and it is now February of 2023, which is a fact I hate confronting but it's been almost two years at this point so how many followers do kim and north have now
1: at the time of this recording their tiktok account has a total of 14.6 million followers and 412.9 million likes with over a million views on each video oh my god
2: oh my god Mm -hmm. that's so many so many people so many people yeah So what does like a typical North and Kim TikTok look like? And has it changed over time, like in the past two years since it started?
1: Well, when you're tuning in to Northwest TikTok (laughs) account, like you can expect, at least in the early days, they'll like Mm -hmm. chronicle like a spa day with like a Mm -hmm. not so shameless plug of her aunt Kylie Jenner's Kylie Skin brand or XYZ, whatever other brand they're affiliated with. Kim and North seem to be like documenting their lifestyle by uploading videos of them singing along and dancing to songs and sticking their tongues out, you know, riding in golf carts and North hanging out with her cousins like Penelope who also has a TikTok account. And now I think some of the stuff you can expect is like still skincare routines, um, but she also does makeup and hair tutorials. What are we
2: doing today? I'm gonna do your edges.
1: And I'm gonna do your edges. Uh, she makes milkshakes with her siblings, which I found was super cute. Okay. You want to put some ice in yours? I going to put some ice you in mine. Some... Three, four, four. And as I was mentioning earlier, she displays her artistic skills in sketches. Like, she recently did one of Ice Spice that was scarily accurate. Oh. And Ice Spice, like, saw it and was like, this is good. And I am like okay they're friends now question mark Um, honestly that that makes sense to me (laughs) and also she has like a low-key talent for horror makeup so that's a random tidbit fun fact use it at trivia there you go i will say the
2: northwest account does seem to give like a better picture or at least more relatable picture into you know that entire family because i know i said at the beginning i'd never seen any of her tiktoks i kind of lied like a little bit i've seen one and that was from like a while back. Like I don't even think it was last year. I don't think it was twenty twenty two. But it's she where North has Kim's phone, or maybe it's mm. her own phone. Maybe she has her own phone. I don't know. But she's she's on TikTok live. Kim is laying in her bed watching television, and it was maybe one of the only moments in my entire adult life that I've ever found Kim to be relatable. Like, that is the most human that woman has ever seemed to me.
1: (laughs) Was it funny? Absolutely. Was Kim happy? Definitely not. Which is ironic for a celebrity who has built their career on sharing literally everything online.
2: It is really funny seeing her actually be caught off guard because she never really seems caught off guard. And you're right that it was really
1: funny. But I think we know who the biggest dissenter is about North being on TikTok. Mm Mm-hmm. Can take an educated guess as to who that might be. (sighs) Enter our favorite controversial figure, the artist formerly known as Kanye West. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, Kanye West was not a fan from the very start of North being public on TikTok. And he dramatically and somewhat disproportionately reacted to North being on TikTok about three months after Kim and North started their account. And in Mm -hmm. January of 22, right in the midst of their divorce announcement, Kanye tweeted this. Since it's my first divorce, I need to know what I should do about my daughter being put on TikTok against my will. And in, in case you can't tell, that was in all caps.
2: I will say that the language of since this is my first divorce is pretty. It's kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie because he's very clearly throwing shade at Kim in that. This is true. But I will say this is something that should be figured out in a custody hearing and not on Twitter. <laughs>
1: that was Kim's response to it was just like hey man let's keep this private you know there are kids involved and I think there is like a consensus of like this is different than like from their regular disputes and like all sorts mm-hmm. of stuff and her response to it as well like she did post on her Instagram directly responding to him is she said that Kanye's constant need for attacking me in interviews and on social media is actually more hurtful than any TikTok North might create and so that was kind of the Start and end of the controversy around North, which, of course, you know, Kanye would continue his tirades uh, for many months, but on a lot of things.
2: I mean, the thing about Kanye is, you know, Broken Clock twice a day. He's not the only one concerned about this, right? Like, there was recently some controversy with North's TikTok account, right?
1: Yes. Ironically, involving one of his songs, It's always about this man. So North and Kim posted a TikTok like last January, dancing to a sped up version of Bound 2. (laughs) With North dressing exactly like her father. Like I'm talking like makeup goatee. Like mm-hmm. she, I mean, she already looks like her dad. So like having the aesthetic and everything, like it was like looking in a mirror and like the video by itself, it's pretty innocent, but it would behoove me to mention <laughs> uh, context because in the original music video, as a lot of us know, it's pretty provocative. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty dicey. Uh, you know, just for description's sake, Kim is naked on top of a motorcycle with Kanye. And again, video by itself, not a problem, but there was a lot of people had a lot of opinions on the internet. And so the nice thing is is that for Kim and North, they mm-hmm. don't have comments like enabled on their videos. So like there's no direct line of communication that way. But that has not stopped uh, yeah. duets, stitches, tweets. And of course, The press and the critiques from the public were like pretty mixed, like some were writing it off as confirmation of North's ascendancy to the TikTok throne. And then there were others that were like horrified at the cringe fest and just there were a lot of comments on duetted videos along the lines of I would pay a million dollars for Kim and North to open up the comment section. And then over on Reddit, the reaction was pretty unanimously negative.
2: Are we surprised? It's Reddit.
1: Yeah, it's hater.com. They
2: should change the name.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's hitter.com. So that's also not surprising. It's a forum to complain. So a lot of people had some issues on Reddit and other pockets of the internet, too. And I will say, I feel like this was a turning point. It wasn't just between Kim and Kanye anymore. Now the public is like really in on this conversation.
2: I mean, that's kind of the whole Kardashian shtick, basically, coming back to bite them in the ass, right? Like, we discussed this in the Emmer Chamberlain episode, actually. The Kardashians basically got famous off of offering unlimited access to every single part of their life. Which, of course, now means that, you know, one plus one equals two, that their audience feels entitled to comment on every single part of their life, even if the literal comment section is turned
1: off. It's true. I mean... Look at us right now.
2: (laughs) Well, we have a job to do. This is different.
1: (laughs) This is true. This is very true. We have our annual coverage of this. And also, like, it's important to pull that back for a second and look at it. Because, like, let's remember, right? It's their whole brand is to be on display. Like, and even though North is only nine, that's, like, the life she was born into. And it's all she's known. Even if she wasn't on TikTok, like if she was on Instagram or even when she's like walking in front of the paparazzi, the Kardashian clan runs on image. They have to be seen.
2: Mm, That's a really great point of North basically kind of being born into this level of social media royalty. Mm -hmm. It's, as you said, it's a dynasty. And we will be getting into more of that generational clout after a short break you Hi y'all, I hope you're joining today's show. If this is your first time listening to ICYMI, then then welcome. We're thrilled to have you here. In case you missed it, our show comes out twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays, so make sure you never miss an episode like this past Wednesdays, which was all about Welcome to Night Vale, a fiction podcast that blew up in 2013 and has had a long-lasting legacy over on my favorite website, Tumblr. I was joined by podcaster Will Williams, and it was just such a lovely conversation. You don't to miss it and we're back to continue talking about the kardashians and also mariah carey
1: oh yeah more divas have entered the chat (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah mariah carey is coming in on this one so the bound Two video like came and went And, like, North is just back on her regular TikTok game, ready for her little North stars, like myself. And she was giving this week. Like, she had a major collab dancing to It's a Rap with Mariah Carey and her daughter Monroe. And so North and Monroe are, like, dancing to the song. And then towards the end, both Kim Kardashian and the queen diva herself, Mariah, pop their heads in to sing along. And in my opinion, in a very weird way, I kind of love that Mariah and Kim, of course, put themselves in the very front just to let the kids know who came first. <laughs> just Oh, they have to let them know. They're
2: like, this... Dynasty has been built on my back and you will recognize it. <laughs>
1: Literally. But no, like North is just collabing away and I think still continuing to climb and like become kind of a, this young influential influencer and a part of that climbing too, I feel like is also understanding kind of the controversy cycle. And it's kind of weird to me that like, And this was like a minor one, I would say, in the grand scheme of Kardashian controversies that even as early or as young as she is now, that she's already kind of getting those waves and getting familiar with those cycles and being subjected to that, whether she realizes it or not, on how to process it.
2: Yeah, it does seem like with that video, the internet's wider reaction kind of boomeranged back to considering North the queen of TikTok, which is just... It's very Kardashian, I gotta say. Like, the image management is elite. You cannot deny it. Like, it is just on another level.
1: They are talented at one thing. (laughs) It's definitely managing what they look like and their perception. So, like, the Kardashians are masters of the controversy cycle. And I will admit that the fact that, like, North is only nine and she's already getting familiar with how to manage that and, like, getting used to, like, The ebbs and flows of negative press and positive press like this early kind of weirds me out. Like, it's really weird to me.
2: (laughs) No, that is that's really fair. And it makes it makes her presence on TikTok like a little a little uncomfy to watch because I mean, I know part of the reason that Kim and North have this joint account is because North herself really wanted to be on the platform and Kim didn't want her to be on the platform unsupervised. Which makes sense. As we keep saying, North is nine years old. So, and she was eight or seven when she started posting. Yeah. No one that young should be unsupervised on TikTok. So I understand, yeah. you know, if North wants to be on TikTok, where most of youth cultural production is happening, she has to do it in this way, which is to share with her mother. But it's impossible to separate North's desire to be on TikTok from her family's larger ambitions of fame. Like, it becomes a cart-before-the-horse moment or, mm. you know, an Ouroboros, as I like to say, mm. where it's unclear what exactly is starting first. Does North want to be on TikTok because she wants to be famous because her family must be famous? Or does she want to be on TikTok just because she's a kid and kids want to be on TikTok, you know?
1: That's, that's such, like, an important question to ask and, like, feeds into the larger one of, like, whether or not she should be... Not just an influencer, but the influencer, right? Like on this Mm -hmm. app. And like when you're young, you don't know a lot of things. You're exploring. And I think I see that in her content a lot where she Mm -hmm. is just exploring and trying all these new different things. And like Kim has said, like she wants to leave this space for her daughter to have like a place for expression and whatnot, because that's what the kids are doing these days. The kids are Mm -hmm. on the tickety talk. Um, I'm making myself sound old. I'm just an old soul. I'm not that old. (laughs) But you know, it's like what people want to get into. And I would hate it being a young kid, knowing that all of my friends are on TikTok, all of the fun things I want to learn about and see are on TikTok, and I can't participate like that FOMO would kill me. And when you're like nine, everything feels like it's the end of the world. And like, Mm -hmm. I would be pissed. But does that necessarily have to be on the scale that Northwest is at right now like what would be so bad or different if North still had her private account and just followed a few friends just follow Penelope or Blue Ivy's secret account that we don't know exists or not or maybe it does mm-hmm. that would be cool um but like I- I'm wondering like could she still participate and express herself just on a smaller scale until she's ready to really like take on that destiny It's kind of Mm. like a destiny. (laughs) The
2: destiny, the manifest destiny of influencer fame, which, I mean, when you think about it, she's really one of the only people in the world who, if there was a divine right to be an influencer, she has the divine right to be an influencer. She is one of the only people on that app who doesn't need to be there just by virtue of her family's fame, which makes it easier to imagine that this is just a choice she's making as a kid who wants to fit in with the rest of her cohort. And it raises the question of like what celebrity children should be doing. Like you're saying they do have every right that every non-famous teen has and they should be able to do all the dumb stuff online that other kids get to do. Mm-hmm. But it does make me think of Blue Ivy as you mentioned her, in that yeah. they both have this level of generational clout but they they wield it so much differently.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, Blue and North are kind of contemporaries in, like, that sense. It's a tale of two princesses. These are our royal families. We get multiple royal families. Like, the UK <laughs> gets one. We get, like, a bunch. But yeah, no, Blue and North are contemporaries in that sense. Like, kind of two princesses, like, going down similar paths, but different for a couple of reasons. Like both Blue and North come from some of the most high profile families in the world, like just in the world. And it's a degree of celebrity that is like, it's kind of like a super celebrity. Like I feel like they're both on Mm -hmm. the degree of super celebrity kids, but the difference between them is, although I feel like the level of fame is somewhat similar, the way their parents achieve that fame is very different. And that, definitely has to trickle down and like it gets passed down to them.
2: Definitely. Like I think of it kind of like the difference between old money and new money, even mm. though both of these families are very much new money. Yeah. But the Carter's move like old money and that they keep things locked down and private. We only see Beyonce when Beyonce wants us to see Beyonce. There's just an assuredness to their fame That it feels like from the glimpses we've seen, because we've only seen glimpses, but it seems like Blue has inherited that sense of like self-assurance. Whereas I think this quote from an interview that Kim did with um, Barry Weiss, of all people, really accurately sums up how thirsty that family will always seem even after all the wealth and power they've amassed.
0: I just was so excited about fame and I look back now and it's just like it's so it's so ridiculous I don't even know if I had a thought of what I thought fame was I mean probably the power I think it just seemed glamorous and fun
1: I've seen that quote multiple times like as we've been working on this episode but it still kind of like chills me to my core just like hearing like I don't know what I thought fame was like going back to that comparison like between kim kardashian and kanye west and beyonce and jay-z like jay-z and beyonce on the flip side jay-z was a hustler like that man wasn't just hustling just he's like yes he wanted a lot of money he makes Mm -hmm. a lot of money but like he started that because he had to (laughs) Mm -hmm. like he had to and beyonce didn't just want to be famous like she had talents and skills she wanted to pursue like her art form at the highest level possible. Mm -hmm. She was putting in her hours for destiny's child and in her solo career. And people really forget like how many ups and downs she had. And that actually took her decades to build, to get to the Mm -hmm. Renaissance that she's in now and the status that she's in now and that she still deserves album of the year. But again,
2: that's for another day. (laughs) Listen, don't get me started.
1: (laughs) That's for another day. Um, but, That being said, circling back, both Beyonce and Jay-Z are performers, along with being business people, but they are able to have personas that they can kind of put on and take off at the end of the day. And I think they're able to separate themselves out from their public image, and that's something that they can pass down to their kids and when i say pass down i don't mean like directly like they sit them down and i'm like this is what fame is mm-hmm. <laughs> like take them by the shoulders and like this is how you're going to be famous and this is how mm-hmm. i did it and this is how you should do it it's quite literally of like you know you see what your parents do and you learn from that mm-hmm. like from your environment and i think that's what is different but for the kardashian family for kim and kanye there is no degree of separation. Like, Mm -hmm. Kim, I think, is an obvious example. She's a reality television star. Um, Her entire life is open for the public. They run on press cycles and everything. And, like, that's how they built, you know, to where they are. And even though Kanye is an artist, too, he is obsessed with himself. (laughs) He is
2: obsessed with himself. It is so true. I mean, that's his whole issue. Or, like, one of of them. He has many whole issues. But one of them is that he has this inability to compartmentalize he cannot separate the way he is being perceived publicly from who he is as a person mm-hmm.
1: and it
2: dist- it's destroying him it's destroying him
1: yeah and also something to consider is that like again like i was saying before of it being passed down it's like what are kids seeing and for mm-hmm. north she's the product of some of the two like most fame obsessed people in not just the industry and I'll be a little bit dramatic now uh my like the world like they are very mm-hmm. very into fame as we heard from that quote
2: exactly and it puts any effort on her part to create her own individual fame directly into that lineage of the Kardashian west industrial complex like it is just impossible to separate norse tiktoks from chris jenner's mama during it's mm. impossible not to wonder who's pulling the strings or if no one's pulling the streets at the very least who is encouraging this and why and if this would be encouraged if she was not born into such a fame obsessed family
1: yeah and like you know rachel it always comes full circle because like As a newly minted North Star-in-Chief, like, I'm kind of left with an ethical quandary. Where do we go from here? Like, from an audience perspective, from, you know, I'm exposed to this whether I like it or not. Even when I wasn't seeking it out and was not actively keeping up with the Kardashians, same Mm -hmm. with you, it always finds a way. They always find a way. Yeah. And now we're going to start seeing their kids. And I think Northwest is, like, a really big example of that. And I'm conflicted about continuing to feed into the Kardashian machine. And what does it mean to be supporting North's TikTok? Is it denying her the chance to break her destiny if that's what she wants? Or is it her mission, should she choose to accept it, to bring (laughs) Kardashian dominance to TikTok in this new era of not just the internet, but I think fame itself?
2: I mean, unfortunately, we're just going to have to wait until... until 2024 for our, Ah, our yearly Kardashian episode. Yeah. Our
1: annual (laughs) Kardashian episode. Stay tuned. (laughs) I mean, as we've seen, a lot can happen in a year.
2: All right, that is the show. We will be back in your feed on Wednesday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode, though you will have to wait a year for another Kardashian episode. Please leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. Tell Northwest about us. You can follow us on Twitter at IcyYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like, who's the new queen of TikTok? And you can also always drop us a note at IcyYMI at Slate.com.
1: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader and Rachel Hampton with a special thanks to Sierra Spragley-Ricks. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online. Or not.
2: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding.